now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. warming up now i think we're, we're gonna hit 70 today yeah well the humidity's down so it's gonna take a while for the sun to do yeah. its thing which is also great great for beautiful weather unfortunate if you are running a heater on your pool yes <laughs> well it's, it's it's funny i just you know like uh i'm gonna spend a large portion of the beginning part of this weekend getting the yard and the pool back to some semblance of order having been gone uh you know on our Orlando vacation extraordinaire excursion yeah I'm looking forward to getting that back in order but um, something else that's back in order is our guests have joined us hi welcome to butter and bacon where we discuss the good stuff of Disney and outside of Disney at least today <laughs> uh, with me as always Dean how you doing Dean uh, almost as always I missed one <laughs> you did miss one I missed one I'm upset about it but I, I had a good reason this is true, and uh, also missing one is our, uh, unfortunately, our co-host in crime, Amy, could not join us today, so it will just be a uh, male-only review. Uh, wait. An no. all-male um, review? No, 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 no. All-male. <laughs> uh, hmm. How to word this? Uh, we will not have Amy with us to sing. How about that? We will be devoid of the talent. This is true. But we'll, we'll try to but, muddle through. But hopefully not devoid of talent. Uh... That remains to be seen. We'll, we'll <laughs> wait for the feedback. <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, exactly. Uh, but uh, I thought actually, you know, it, my trip report is going to span at least two episodes. So, uh, you know, I definitely wanted to get Dean on rather than do a solo trip show um, to talk about the universal portion of our trip. affectionately known Harry Potter part uh, because Dean is uh, he, he's actually booked a vacation to kind of follow in my footsteps I uh, at least have booked it so it's funny you say that so we are gearing up for our first trip to Universal I have not been other than City Walk have not been to Universal right and we are talking about doing so next April and anyone who's ever flown out of the Northeast knows that there's a very common week of school vacation in April. Yeah. And therefore, flying anywhere, but particularly flying to MCO. Yeah. Which you can do any other time of the year for probably between $200 and $250 a person, will skyrocket to over $500 a person. Because they know. Because they know. And I have already checked out JetBlue, and JetBlue, it was $687. What? Not not round trip, that was the flight down. <laughs> I kid you not. So I was like, okay, well, we're not doing this vacation. But uh, knowing what we knew about the Southwest booking window, uh, that came open August 28th, I believe it was. Just, just a week or so ago. Or actually, earlier, earlier this week. Um, and therefore, with Southwest, if you can get a Southwest booking window, the second the window opens... They will offer those reasonable flights early. 
Yeah. And I mean, this stuff goes. This is competitive. This is you know, I had set an alarm for 5 a.m. and started checking, knowing that the window typically opens around six. And this Although is open for everybody. This is not some travel agent. Oh no, this isn't travel agent stuff. No, no, this we, is. We we do have to you know. Uh, again, a good point. No. Full disclosure. Dean does own part own a travel agency, <laughs> Adventures Out There Travel. Right, so, right, no, uh, yeah, but this this yeah. is what I would do for my clients or most people. You know, it's it's interesting in the travel business. Most people book their own flights. They like to own that part of it. Yeah. And you know, there's not any real benefit to a travel agent booking your flight, other than helping you once they know your flight, booking your Magical Express if you're going Disney. Yeah, getting all the paperwork all in one place. Yeah. I guess is an I advantage. Mean, so, Oh yeah, and then and some of the overseas stuff actually is easier to put the whole thing together. But you know, sure. sp- speaking of the Central Florida schedule, yeah. So this is just Southwest. Southwest likes to open up their window, you know, six eight months in advance for when actual travel is going to take place. So the August twenty eighth opening uh, extended the travel or the traveling window to June first, ah. and had previously been April sixth, I think it was or April first, something like that. So yeah, I was up by six fifteen. I had grabbed a flight. Uh, leaving on Saturday, uh, you know, the following April 2018, and coming back on a Wednesday. By the time I went to checkout, the fare had changed on the return flight. <laughs> so that's how quickly these things go. Now we paid a little bit more than I was hoping, but still much better than what it was currently offering. If you went try, tried to book that today, yeah. And so anyway, I, I chuckled in the beginning about this being a universal trip because as I booked the flights and you know my wife was getting ready for work and I said, hey. Just letting you know, I confirmed, got them, got them booked, paid for. We are going to Universal next April. And she laughed and said, well, we have flights to Central Florida. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is not impossible that my Universal planning could turn into another Disney uh, booms, well, what do you call it? Bo- booze and blooms uh, vacation. <laughs> booze and blooms vacation. Well, let, let me see if maybe this episode, if you should get your lovely bride, B E K K A, to listen to it, to maybe get her a little bit more enamored with keeping that along the path of the Universal trip. Because I got to tell you, as a Disney fan who, and, and you know, I, I hadn't been to Disney, that, that was a running joke on the show for a while. Um, I hadn't been on a full Disney vacation in five years. Uh, I actually sat down and, you know, did, did like the math when the last full Disney vacation was. We had four days at the Poly, one day at the Magic Kingdom, but really it had been five years since a full Walt Disney World vacation. That became the surprise second portion of this vacation, but the first portion really was focused on Universal, and more to the point, the Harry Potter attractions and the two lands that had been built. Um, the carrot to get my daughter to read the Harry Potter books was to tell her we would visit the Harry Potter theme parks uh, when when she had finished reading it. And uh, it worked, oddly enough. Um, and I, I got to tell you, the stars aligned because one of the other things that, and it's no secret to anyone who listens to this show, we are really big fans of water parks. So having Volcano Bay open at Universal uh, in May... At the same time as Pandora World of Avatar, really just kind of formulated the idea. We wanted to go in our summer in the Northeast. I focused on the middle to end of August because the South summer had been over with regard to um, school districts. Yeah, so that we definitely knew, helps on crowds. Yeah, the crowds were definitely diminished, um, although, you know, still present. Um, oh, yeah. I, w- I will tell you, a lot of English 
Hi, Drama Day, Ben. Um, <laughs> and uh, a lot of English and a lot of New Jersey <laughs> was, in, was in Florida. Oddly enough, the accents are so similar, too. Yes, very, very similar. Um, so, but the crowd's definitely low. Um, you know, if I give kind of a broad brush the entire vacation, we didn't see waits of uh, much longer than 40 minutes for almost everything except for the new stuff. Um, but you know, I was able. I contacted you. Was able to book a um, four four night, five day uh, Universal vacation, staying at Volcano Bay. Spent a little bit more than getting two single rooms and got a two bedroom suite, Volcano Bay view, um, at Cabana Bay Resort, which I want to start at the resort. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, you you talked about Harry Potter being the carrot, but. And all the talking and planning, it really yeah. felt like the resort and particularly the new water park was really your focus. So uh, I'm really curious to hear about what you thought of that resort. And you know, one of the things that a lot of anytime I hear Disney podcasts talk about Universal, they tend to try to avoid the comparisons. And I don't want you to avoid the comparisons. Right. I want to hear where you think this would line up as a Disney resort, how the water park compares to the water parks, because I, that's my only frame of reference, is to compare to what Disney offers. So don't shy away from that as you're talking. Banna Bay is uh, definitely uh, comparable in amenities to any of the Disney value resorts. Okay. Um, I haven't been over to Art of Animation. Um, I have stayed multiple times at All-Star Movies. Um, I will say that, and, and when I say comparable, I want to say... You know, the rooms are, with the exception of where we stayed at the Volcano Bay Suites, the rooms are an outside corridor, so you don't have your ear inside. That's kind of a bump Disney um, resorts. But uh, the amenities, the food, the price are far superior to the Disney values. Ah, interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the food and beverage options, the main central food court at um, Cabana Bay is awesome. Uh, they have the mugs that you can buy for the length of stay. And when I say length of stay, it's like, you know, they, they ask you if you want length of stay, and then it's like two weeks. And it's the same kind of thing as Rapid Fill. You put the, the mugs there. Of yeah. course, I got the refillable mugs. More on our keepsake collection later. Um, <laughs> you may have brought home some beverage uh, wear. <laughs> yeah, I, I brought home a bunch. Um, you know, we got the resort refillable mugs, which is good for hot beverages and cold beverages. They had tea, they had coffee, same as any of the All-Stars, or actually any of the Disney resorts. Yeah. Um, what I found interesting is actually at the outside bars that they have, um, or any of the eating establishments, they will serve you a uh, keepsake cold mug with a straw and a top. And the first alcoholic beverage is $13.00. Every alcoholic beverage you get after that with the refill is 10. Ah. So they that kind is... of, it's a way to encourage you to bring the same thing back, which yeah. is good for a couple things. It's very environmentally friendly um, to not have the drinks in throwaway plastic cups and all that. You can still get beer and all that stuff. I'm talking about like your mixed drinks, yeah. um, any kind of frozen or on the rocks. They will serve to you in that, in that cup, which I thought was really a great idea. Um, and that's two more keepsakes that we got. Um, that's say that's say Cabana Bay. Listeners um, are keeping a tally at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, so we're up to we're up to five now. Um, and we were at the hotel for roughly thirty minutes uh, before I got that five. <laughs> the theming is all nineteen fifties, mid century, modern, and beach theme. 
So all of the background music, and there is background music, is like Beach Boys. Um, think the guitar, you know, kind of kind of that era. Yeah. Um, it's it, the the large screen in the central eating uh, establishment plays uh, kind of that you know commercials from the era. Not unlike the uh, sci-fi dine-in, except it's the loop is only two minutes long. Oh. So w- when you talk about getting getting old, it gets old. That gets old quick. Yeah. Um, there is a Starbucks location that we did not participate in. I actually did not go to a single Starbucks on our entire vacation. Really? Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about... You're a coffee guy. That's surprising. I, I am a coffee guy. I was perfectly fine with the brew that came in the giant bun machines. Um, didn't feel the need to break out. Um, and that goes for the Disney resorts, too. Well, that's a good thing. Um, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, my dad once went over there just because he didn't feel the need to get the keepsake mug. So he brought me back some some Pike's Place, I think. But um, yeah, so we did that. So that's kind of the theme of the resort. Everything is kind of... Uh, you know, it's very bold colors, bold shapes, and it really suits us fine. Uh, we felt relaxed. Um, the the hotel itself is kind of shaped like a letter H, if you okay. were to turn it on its side. Yeah. The main central corridor is kind of that bottom of the H. You can pick up a bus, and that bus will take you to CityWalk, where CityWalk is the leaping off point for both of the major theme parks. Um, Cabana Bay has its own entry to Volcano Bay, which was right next to our towers, of which there are two. Um, I want to say that it's Oceanside and Beachside. I'm not sh- I'm not 100% certain, because we stayed at Beachside, and I don't care what the other tower was called. <laughs> um, but, I mean, even from our room, which was the furthest from the side entrance to Volcano Bay, it was a, literally a four-minute walk from our room to the turnstiles. Wow, I mean, it, um, you can have rooms on Disney resorts where it's longer than that to get to your pool. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, a comparable walk would be if you had the closest room at the beach club, walking to the back entrance at the International Gateway at Epcot. I mean, right, right, that, right. that's it's that close. No, that's uh, yeah, um, that's I, remarkable. Yeah, it, it was basically the same amount of walk to the entry to the Lazy River. Um, and Cabana Bay does have a Lazy River and a pool. Uh, two pools, one Lazy River, uh, three outside eating establishments, uh, all, all within just a couple minutes walk. Um, so you don't, feel they, you don't feel they skimped it all then? Sorry, didn't, uh, you don't feel like they skimped no. it all with their um, pool area knowing that the water park is so close? No, and, and that's kind of what's interesting because the Disney water... Um, features at the resorts, you know, with the exception of, I guess, the big pool, you know, with the, you can hear the music underwater. They're all kind of base pools. I mean, they might have zero entry, but there's not really a feature going on. Um, the Cabana Bay pools are freeform. They have water slides. There's, like I said, there's a lazy river around one of them. Um, you do have to rent or you can buy tubes. They don't have tubes just floating. Okay. Uh, we ended up buying tubes because, you know, we have a pool in the backyard and again, keepsake item. Um, they were actually fairly reasonably priced. I want to say to get the tubes with the handles, um, like we ended up getting three tubes. I think the total was like maybe, I want to say 40 bucks. No, that's not bad. I can tell you as, as the owner of, of a pool, I've bought floats for more than that. <laughs> yeah, no stuff. doubt. 
Um, so the fact that that was a keepsake, again, we planned for this, so I had space in my luggage. Yeah. Um, even deflated, they do take up some room and they weigh a couple pounds each. Uh, but, you know, it, we ended up using those. Um, it was never hard to get a seat um, at, at either of the places. There are large sections of sand where the seats are in the sand, so it's oh, not okay. like you're walking on concrete the whole time. Right, right. Well, that, that's nice, then. That, that's a nice perk there, because... That, that is one thing I don't like about a water park, is if it's completely concrete, you kind of lose that sort of beachy, relaxy feel. Having a little sand there makes a big difference. And uh, what we do have also at Cabana Bay, you know, we, we mentioned there's many places to eat. You never really were waiting in line, except for they open up the food court in the morning, I want to say at 8, and there's always about 40 people waiting to get in. The food court is a lot like the one at, at the All Stars, where there's multiple bays and you play in one and you pay in one place. Yep. Uh, which is nice. The drink stations are outside of the main food court area, so if you have your mug, you can get drinks 24 hours. Oh, that's nice. That, that's a good perk. Um, and they also have Coca-Cola freestyle machines there, so if you wanted to get something there, you can do that as well. Sweet. Yeah, so it, it, the food offerings were good, the amenities were good, the prices were um, under what you pay at a Disney value. Um, I mean, I, I'd even consider if you have an annual pass and you just wanted to stay on on like a resort property and we're thinking about going to Universal, I, stay in Cabana Bay. Um, you know, we, we did drive to Disney Springs toward the end of our vacation. It was 15 minutes. Yeah, it's really not bad at all. No. Um, so yeah, it, it's it, I, I can't recommend Cabana Bay highly, it, more highly. Um, I would stay there again in a heartbeat. Um, when it comes to getting to the parks, like I said, there's a bus. When I tell you that every time we went to take the bus, the bus was already there. Um, Universal will tell you there's a bus leaving, leaving every 15 minutes. In my opinion, it was every five. Wow. And it was a round trip walk. To Islands of Adventure of a mile because we did that one time they actually have a garden walkway that goes over the highway and it's nice there's ramps um, the other thing I will tell you the overall you Orlando Resort for Universal is incredibly ECV friendly there are ramps for everything it is planned for and it's not done in such a way to make you feel like oh yeah we have to add ramps like it is actually part of the plan. There's lots of sloping pathways. It's very easy to get on all of the universal properties that we went to. If you have a member that is in an ECV or a wheelchair, um, like to the point where my mom was kind of, my parents actually joined us for the universal portion of the trip. And, uh, you know, so she rented an ECV, uh, and she, she was, she was actually commenting how she never felt like she had to go over to the side. You know how sometimes it yeah, feels definitely. like it, it's 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 an afterthought. This is not an afterthought. It's very well planned. Getting on the boats because you can actually take boats from every other Universal on property resort, um, which is a much higher price point. Um, we we walked over to one of the other resorts, um, and and we just got the boat there. Uh, I want to say it was a five, maybe maybe ten minute walk to get to the boat dock. And again, waiting for the boat, five minutes tops. And that goes both ways. Even even after our day was over, getting a boat back, we maybe waited one entire boatload 
Um, never any other experience than that. Um, much unlike when you're trying to leave the Magic Kingdom and you might have to wait three, four, five boats after the fireworks. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Now, so uh, putting that in perspective then, so you had no issue walking or, or could take a quick trip over to the other resorts that are on property. What I'm hearing then okay. is that it's it's not hard to go resort to resort at Universal, whereas unless you're really like connected by the monorail or the boardwalk at Walt Disney World, it's kind of hard to, to hop over. And, and where I'm going with this is uh, I was thinking about the restaurants that you might have available to you for sort of convenient dining, and it sounds like the entire Universal property is pretty easy to get to. Yeah, I got to tell you, and that's a great segue because I do want to talk about the dining. That really formed the backbone of every Disney vacation we've had. We figured out what dining we want to do, and then we figure out what park we want to go to on that day so that we're nearby. Dining at Universal is so much easier to get into than right. we wanted to, but there's nothing like trying to get an ADR be our guest or trying to get into Cinderella's Castle um, to eat at uh, the Royal Table or trying to get that Ohana dinner or trying to get Boma breakfast. Nothing at all to get any of those things. It, 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 it made the vacation a lot more, uh, you know, spontaneous, uh, for lack of a better word. And when I tell you that the entirety of the Universal property is probably smaller than the Magic Kingdom area, um, when you include, like, you know, the Wilderness Lodge and stuff like that, it's as easy to get around. Um, you don't have the monorail, but you do have boats. Right. Um, City Walk kind of acts like Disney Springs. City Walk is where everything drops off. But getting to Islands of Adventure or getting to Universal Studios is just a couple minutes walk. I say park hopping um, there is really walking park to park. It's not. It's it's walking park to park, and if you do have the park park hopper, you can take one of the attractions in the Harry Potter um, world, the Wizarding World, goes between the two parks, and that is the attraction. Right. Right. Um, so it it is it, you know it's like park hopping. If you were to half the distance between Epcot and the uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, if you were to walk that path, it's half that distance. So it, it, I have to say, transportation, I give Universal an A plus, um, not only for its um, ease but also its accessibility. That's awesome to hear. Again, it's, it's something that I don't know a ton about. I have feedback from clients and and things like that, but. Having never experienced firsthand, you kind of, kind of get your, you know, I like the way Disney does things mentality, yep. and don't really want to hear what the other side has to offer. Yeah, and and it actually puts into perspective something. Some people that are uh, Disney fans after going to Universal that they start complaining. But again, <laughs> Walt Disney World is forty-three square miles, give or oh, take. Yeah, it's. And I mean, and Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom is an eight and a half mile drive. Right, it's, it's not fair to set up that level of expectation when you're managing right. a much smaller area. But it's area. real hard not to have it. <laughs> you know what, the, uh, the know. more fair comparison would probably be Disneyland transportation versus yes. Universal. Yes. And, uh, you know, and again, Universal doesn't have a monorail, so nothing's as cool as that. But the boats run regularly, the buses run regularly, and the walking is pleasant and shaded. Shaded um, is good. Can I stress the shaded part? Shaded is fantastic. Um, so, you know, we talked about the restaurants, um, you know, I'll, I'll do a day by day. Um, sure. I got, I got a, you know, we, we arrived on Saturday and I had, uh, made a reservation at city walk at a Mexican restaurant called Antijitos and I got it for five o'clock. The reason I got it for five, it's a little bit earlier. 
but I knew we'd be traveling. We were due to arrive at Universal around three. I rented a car, um, and we actually our flight arrived about a half an hour early, um, which is great. So we were able to get our bags. I got my. It was easy drive from the airport to Universal. Very easy to follow the signs, but I followed um, you know my GPS, and it dropped me right off. You know the address is easy. Um, you know, dropped off the bags, met up with my parents. They had arrived the night before, um, so they had lunch. But then we just kind of tooled around, got our bearings, um, checked out the map, and uh, we went to Antihito's and Cindy Walk. Antihito's is fantastic. Um, you know, and again, we, we'll, we'll get into pricing in, in a bit. It's, it's resort pricing. So everything that I do, consider it to be comparable to table service at a Disney resort as long as you're not at a signature dining. Right. Anything that stands out, I'll let you know. But Antihito's, you can compare to prices at like the San Angel Inn. But and I was going to ask, so is, is it more better. Mexican like that or is it more Tex-Mex? Well, well no, no, no. It, it's definitely uh, Tex-Mex favorites, but it did have Mexican. Uh, we got table side guacamole, which was awesome. Um, we had a choice of salsas, which was awesome. And when, when they do the, the guacamole, they ask you what ingredients you want in it. You can make it as hot or not as you want. Um, they have great beer selection, great drink selection. Um, did not get a keepsake from Antihito. <laughs> One of the um, few places you didn't. <laughs> yeah, correct. Um, the decor is kind of eclectic Tex-Mex Day of the Dead. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, so so they had, you know, like, they definitely have it set up for live entertainment, which we did not see. There's an entire second floor that overlooks, like, a dance floor. There's a stage. Um, you know, it, it, that place probably really gets hopping at night. Um, this, this is a good time to let you know the parks close early when compared to Disney. I want to say they closed at 8 or 9 every night that we were there. City Walk closes at 2 a.m. So there's definitely right, right. a strategy for Universal to get you to spend your days in the theme parks or the water park with Volcano Bay and then go over to City Walk and really kind of party it up at night. Um, so part of our strategy was to get into the restaurants that we did at City Walk before the parks closed. <laughs> so like I said, that, that first full day, you know, it really, we had park hoppers for vacation. And we did go over after dinner into Universal. My daughter wanted to ride the Hulk, and we did the Hulk and Spider-Man um, after dinner, which was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it, it still, the Hulk is a classic, looping, throw you upside down as many times as you can, hardcore, launch tube, outside steel roller coaster. That is just, it, it's a world-class roller coaster. And right, and, no and, way to put it. and for all the quote thrill rides that Disney offers, none of them measure up to half of the thrill no. that, that this would be. And and I think that's sort of a, another one of those. Um, I guess I guess I'm now moving this into the let's debunk the the Disney fans' negativity of Universal perspective. Right. That that's one of the things I hear a lot from people who are exclusively Disney is that I'm not going there. I don't like thrill rides, and they'd have nothing there for me. Well, I can tell you, you definitely have a lot less for you. There are definite strategic reasons why Universal builds the rides that they do, and you know, they definitely have a target, and that target is families with kids that are tweens or teens, or adults that are thrill seekers. Um, I definitely would not recommend 
taking a portion of your Disney vacation and checking out Universal unless your child or you are above 54 inches tall. And okay, the simple reason to hear that. Hmm. Go, yeah, the simple going. reason is there's a lot of things you simply cannot do and there's not a lot to do around it without being bench the ride. <laughs> um, I mean, we, when I say that we went into Universal to ride Hulk and Spider-Man, Spider-Man gets my wife motion sick, she didn't ride. No one else rode Hulk. So it was my daughter and I on Hulk with my dad, my wife, and my mom sitting, waiting. And my dad and I and my daughter on Spider-Man with my mom and my wife sitting, waiting. So we're talking about an hour and a half of sitting and maybe looking around some shops. I would say the vast majority of Universal attractions are geared towards that. Now, Spider-Man doesn't have a 54-inch height requirement, though. Yeah, so Spider-Man doesn't have a high height requirement. However, it is everything that will get anyone with motion sickness sick. <laughs> Yay. So <laughs> Fun. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if Star Tours bothers you, you can't go on it. If um, Definitely, if Flight of Passage messes you up, um, you, you can't go on it. It is a motion simulator base. It is moving sets. It is 3D. It is, you know, water effects, smoke effects, flame effects. It's, it, it's anything that could possibly throw you off, you can't ride. And there's a lot of attractions at Universal that follow that pattern. They are fantastic if you have no limitations. Right, and that, that's, I've responded so quickly because my son is currently 50 inches. He's not going to be 54 by April. And, and he can ride Spider-Man. He might not ride, be able to ride Hulk, that's but okay. that's okay. might not be his thing. <laughs> he wouldn't have anyone to ride Hulk with. <laughs> well, well, maybe I'll fly down and ride Hulk with him. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so, you know, so getting to, you know, like, like you said kind of at the open, I would say that the lands within both of the Universal Parks, I'm, I'm not going to talk about Vol- Volcano Bay quite yet here, each contained land is very much themed for its theme so it goes above six flags absolutely and and you know and and without throwing six flags under the bus they've made a lot of strides in the last 10 years with theming their single attractions their individual lands they're not still very well themed um universal is a step above that their actual lands when you're walking through marvel superhero islands you are in a marvel comic book the music is that way. The attractions are that way. You, you, you know, it, you are stepping into the pages of a comic book, and that's the theme. When you walk into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, the original one in Islands of Adventure, you are in Hogsmeade. You are absolutely in that. When you're in the Seuss Land, which is fantastic, that's where you'll find the kind of quote-unquote kitty attractions. Right. There's a great dark ride. Oh, it's like four minutes long. Um, Amy would love that dark ride for the cat in the hat. Um, there's a fun Seuss trolley that takes you out. It's kind of like their their version of the People Mover, um, and it is very well themed for Doctor Seuss. What is different with Disney is there's no transition. You are in one land and then you're in the next. Jurassic Park is right next to the Wizarding World, so you go across the bridge and you're standing on the bridge and you're taking your selfie with Hogwarts in the background and you can hear dun 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 I, it, you know, it's, it's the, the interfaces. And then again, you know, you go from Seuss land into the lost continent world and then into Harry Potter. 
the dis- the the interfaces are very jarring. They don't go to the lengths, you know, people talk about sight lines for attractions where, you know, you can see the contemporary from Tomorrowland, but it's okay because you can see the contemporary um, and it fits in with Tomorrowland. It doesn't fit in with Adventureland, but you can't see it from there. Right. That kind of thing. Um, so, you know, to allay those fears, each of the lands and where you are, um, and even more so in the studios, with the exception of the Transformers ride, which stands out like a sore thumb no matter where you are, um, the lands themselves are very well-themed and very immersive, and not just Harry Potter. So that was our our Saturday, our arrival day again. It was planned to just be really low-key. We arrive. I wanted to allow for, you know, uh, weather delays or anything like that. Really, the only thing we had planned was dinner. Dinner was fantastic. And then we ended up going to the park for a couple bonus rides that really it was just for me and my daughter, but mostly me and my daughter, my coaster buddy. So... Sunday, you know, we Sunday was going to be Harry Potter Day. Um, you know, we didn't have any breakfast plans, really. Didn't have any dinner plans uh, for that uh, because the place where we ended up having dinner, you couldn't make reservations. More on that later. Uh, we had planned to go into Diagon Alley and, you know, follow the Harry Potter first year experience, uh, thanks to Megadiz13 uh, for laying that out for us, where you go to King's Cross Station and you take the Hogwarts Express and you go over to Hogwarts after going to Diagon Alley and getting your robes, which my daughter already have, and getting to Ollivander's and getting your wall. You know, uh, this was the first kind of roadblock in the plan is the Hogwarts Express attraction between the two parks was closed. Ooh. And it remained closed the entire day. Why? Kind of, don't know. Kind, kind of through a monkey wrench into my we want to be Harry Potter on Sunday through a monkey wrench into that plan but um, you know we ended up going into Diagon Alley uh, the fun way through the brick wall saw the the wonderful uh, reveal of the dragon over Gringotts Bank uh, and the first thing we did we got in line for Ollivanders and uh, because my mom was on an ECV we were ushered to the to the front of the line uh, so you know we got up front and my daughter's wearing her Hogwarts robes for Gryffindor, which that's her house. I'm a Slytherin. Turns out that my parents and my wife are all Hufflepuff. I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> but my daughter, looking so adorable in her robes, was chosen for the wand ceremony. So nice. anybody that knows Harry Potter knows the wand chooses the wizard. Yes. They have a rather elaborate show where the wizard in training goes through some wand uh, choices to see if they work and of course they don't and uh, it affects certain things in the show it's really fun of course we ended up buying the wand because of course because you have to because we have to and that is where we met up with Meg and it was a lot of fun Meg hung out with us for, for a good portion of the day including lunch um, it was a lot of fun meeting Meg uh, you know, she showed my daughter some of the tips and tricks and if you don't know who Meg is, she's at Megadiz13. She's basically the biggest Potter fan I know. Uh, if you don't know, just check out her feed. Ask her questions. She's fantastic. So shout out to Meg for making uh, my daughter's trip through Diagon and um, also Nocturne Alley. Other portions that you just don't normally see. Uh, when you use your wand throughout the area, you can make things happen. The area is very interactive. And it's really just a lot of fun. Yeah, that's um, kind of important not to skip over. So the wand isn't just a souvenir. It actually is going to enhance your experience. No. 
Yeah, it does interact. Um, you, you move it in certain directions, and uh, not unlike the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game, where you hold up the card and certain windows, things happen, and you can interact with, uh, for the, I guess it's the uh, uh, Agent P adventure. Right. Over in Epcot, uh, similarly. Um, so this, you move the wand in a certain direction, and you will cast a spell, and things will happen in the land. Um, you will make it rain. You will turn lights on and off. Uh, you will make pixies appear. Um, so on and so forth. And there's dozens of these locations. You get a map with every wand that you purchase. Um, and it's really a lot of fun to watch the wizards run around. Um, kind of uh, disheartening that the two rides in the area, one of them was broken all day, and the other one we got in line for, and it broke down. Uh, the Gringotts, Escape from Gringotts ride, broke down while we were in queue for it. So uh, we decided to go get a Butterbeer. Butterbeer is fantastic. Um uh, I got regular butterbeer. My wife and my dad got frozen. I think my daughter got frozen. There's also a clotted cream version. There's an ice cream version. Which sounds gross, winter. by the way. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what clotted cream is. People swear by it. I'll let them describe it. I don't know. I got regular, and I was very happy. Um, and there's also, in the wintertime, a heated version of butterbeer. Um, all of them have a frothy marshmallow topping, which tastes fantastic. Um, all in all, it's kind of like a toasted butterscotch marshmallow, mm. if I were to give it a flavor. Um, so, and again, keepsake mugs. Yes. <laughs> if, if I can make the comparison, then it sounds like a vastly superior version of uh, LeFou's Brew. And that's what I hear. Yep. It's not apple juice. It's just, it's it's good. It's just good. Um, everybody was happy. We sat at the three brewsticks and had that. Now... This is when Gringotts decided to reopen, so we waited, I, I want to say, probably uh, probably 30 minutes. Um, they said 45. It was only about 30. And again, it was just Meg, my dad, um, my daughter, and myself. My wife also ride. She closed She closed her eyes for some of the portions uh, because, you know, okay. this is screen-based. Yeah. Uh, but you are also on a roller coaster. So, you know, it, it did have some of the motion sickness aspects, but that ride is great. Um, Gringotts is fan- or Escape from Gringotts, rather, is fantastic. Um, after that, we decided to go to lunch. Uh, we went to Finnegan's, which is an Irish pub. Finnegan's was great. Again, very accessible menu for my mom, who has a gluten allergy. Um, and then also she has a uh, sensitivity to dyes and preservatives. Chef came out and talked to her. Um, on, on, you know, just a general... Uh, expectation was met. Everybody at Universal and Disney was very accommodating when it came to um, you know where to where to eat, what to eat, um, with regard to dietary preferences um, or restrictions. So, you know, high marks for that. Finnegan's was great. Got fish and chips. Uh, Meg joined us uh, for that, and then she rode the mummy with me and my daughter, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, my dad and my and my mom went back to the hotel to kind of take a nap. Uh, we did a couple other attractions at Universal and said goodbye to Meg. Um, and then we headed back to the hotel because we wanted to catch up on some drinking, which we did. Just brought the mugs down, got <laughs> some adult beverages, res- you know, did some lounging by the pool. Uh, my daughter rode the Lazy River. This was where we picked up the tubes. Um, and then headed back to Universal, rode a couple of the rides. But, um, you know, just the fact that the Harry Potter experience that I had planned for Sunday was not able to take place because of the Hogwarts Express being down. That was kind of a bummer. 
um, you know, best laid plans. It didn't destroy the vacation by any sense of the imagination. Uh, but, you know, because it was kind of planned to be an all-day Harry Potter thing, we weren't able to do it. It's kind of a bummer. But, you know, again, it wasn't all down-to-the-minute plan spreadsheeted. We were doing this at this time, this at this time, this at this time. That was never in the cards. So, you know, it wasn't... No, I don't think anybody was disappointed other than me. Um, just to put it to you that way. Right. Dinner was at the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen. Say that again. The Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen. And, and stress the second word when you say that again. Toothsome <laughs> Chocolate Emporium ah. and Savory Feast Kitchen. Um, if you have a car... Make it a point in any of your Orlando vacations to go to this place. It is astounding. If you like milkshakes, if you like chocolate, if you like if you like steampunk theming, and they don't take reservations, so no one is going to be there gumming up the works ahead of you. <laughs> they don't do call-ahead seating. They don't take reservations. You show up, you put your name on a list, and you hang out. They make almost all of their concoctions on premises, which means you got to eat it basically when you buy it. Right. Um, <laughs> which is not a bad thing, by have, the way. No, 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 no. None of this is bad. Um, they have, they have a Doctor Toothsome, Doctor Professor Toothsome, I should say, and she walks around greeting everybody, and she's like an 1800s professor. She's fully, she's fully engaged. Uh, she will stop by. She'll talk with your table. Sometimes she has her droid walk around with her. Um, it's just a lot of fun. The food is fantastic. I got something called the There Might Be Bacon Burger. Um, there's bacon in the burger, topped with bacon, with a bacon relish. Uh, and they buttered the roll, filling. right? They buttered the roll. And they buttered the roll. We had butter and bacon. <laughs> it truly is the good stuff. Uh, save room for dessert because the desserts are enormous. The milkshakes are fantastic. The milkshakes are in keepsake mugs. My daughter got one, so there's another one. Um, it took her two hours to drink the milkshake. It's wow. just so rich. I mean, it's just it it's tremendous. I, I can't. There is nothing comparable on Disney property to this place. Um, and and again, chef came out, talked to my mom. Um, you know, she ended up getting a salad, but you know, they made sure that everything was okay. Um, we spent probably two and a half hours there. Awesome. I mean, uh, it's just so good. Yeah, it's it's, it's not. This so is not Ghirardelli. Full. I think is a fair way to you know. That's not Ghirardelli. No, I mean, it, it, you know, it, you know, we talked about it jokingly, and it came up later. The Boma Coma. Yeah, we were yeah. still full the next morning. <laughs> it's just so so good. Yeah, and I'm not um, taking a shot at Ghirardelli. I'm pointing out that this no. is a restaurant. This is not just a chocolatier place. This, this no, is a this, full-on restaurant. This is what they do. And it is all themed. I mean, it, it, it it's kind of uh, Wonka personified, if I put it to you that way. Ah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, uh, Monday, now we, we are waking up. We're still full from our toothsome. We're joking to each other. My daughter's threatening to get another milkshake to drink for two hours. You know, a <laughs> lot of fun. So, uh, we woke up. It was going to be the first day that we were going to go to Volcano Bay. The Waturi Islanders of Volcano Bay live their lives by the simple philosophy, water is life and life is joy. It's here in the sparkling waters of the island's lagoons and rivers that they find the joy of thrills and relaxation in perfect harmony. 
Their spirits soar as they brave the rapids of Te Awa, the fearless river, splash and play at Waturi Beach, and test their courage by plummeting down and through the very heart of the mighty Krakatau volcano. The Waturi find balance in their lives by drifting along peaceful waters, unwinding in the comfort of private cabanas, and feasting on a variety of indulgent delights and exotic tropical drinks. Epic thrills and endless relaxation, the joyful life of the Waturi comes together at Volcano Bay. Um, you know, as I had mentioned before, we had three park ticket park hoppers, but I really wanted to spend, um, you know, Saturday was kind of open. Sunday was planned on being Harry Potter. That kind of fell by the wayside, ended up being both um, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. Really wanted Monday, at least in the morning, to be Volcano Bay. Um, when you stay at Cabana Bay, and this is another feather in that cap, you get early entry to Volcano Bay through that secret entrance. That's awesome. When I tell you early entry... The park opened at 10. We got in at 7.30. Wow. So it is two and a half hours of that's, early entry. That's huge. Especially it, if, it, <laughs> if, if you're a big water park fan and you want to split your day, I mean, that's huge. Yes. And I want to tell you that the majority of the negatives that I have about Volcano Bay are mostly our fault. <laughs> um, I'm going to clarify and, and our means you, know, you and your I'll, family right, right? <laughs> yes yeah, no, not you, yeah, not, not um, adventurous not their travel not not that um, no 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 me, me and our family and a lot of it had to do with just a lack of communication a lack of planning on where we would meet um, because my mom had decided to meet us at the water park however when I tell you that it's a four minute walk it's a four minute walk to someone who can walk it's about a 25 to 30 minute walk to someone with a cane. Oh. And, and which is fine, you know. It's long. There though. are rides that we wanted to ride, you know, kind of with my mom. That was kind of the, the, the point. Uh, one of them is the Krakatau water coaster. Um, if you can imagine the crushing gusher at Typhoon Lagoon on steroids, <laughs> th- that's kind of what that ride is. We got to Volcano Bay, that ride was closed. We yeah. had no way to contact my mother to let her know it was closed because uh, she did not bring her cell phone with her. That was because, bad planning. Because she was going to a water park. Um, you also can buy pouches to keep your cell phone nice and dry and safe. You can't ride them in any of the slides. <laughs> so, that, you know, it's a little bit of, uh, you can do it, but really you can only use it in the, in the lazy rivers and in the wave pool. Um, The other thing about Volcano Bay, they have the Tapu Tapu Ride Reservation System. Welcome to Volcano Bay. Tickets, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tap here and return later. Krakatau? Krakatau! You can only have a reservation for one ride at a time. Oh. Everything else, you have to do one of the two lazy rivers or the wave pool. 
when everybody has a reservation for a slide, guess where everybody else is? That makes sense. So we got to the park early. We did get there about maybe a quarter to eight. But we spent time trying to figure out what to do with our phones. <laughs> because, like I said, we had these pouches, but you couldn't take them on the ride. So then it goes back to the um, locker, which was fine. Except, you know, then you're constantly going back and forth to the locker. The locker's nowhere near where the rides are. So there was a lot of time walking back and forth. In the first hour, I think I rode one thing with my wife and my daughter. Now, I know a lot of people get sucked up into the Disney bubble and feel somewhat, if not very comfortable, just leaving their stuff on a chair in the water park and going off to do rides or get food. Are you are you generally not like that, or did you feel any differently here than you would at a Disney park? Um, We live on the Jersey Shore. Um, we're about as comfortable as we are, you know, when we go to the beach. We'll leave towels, some chairs, you know, car keys. But that's about it. Um, everything else went in the locker. Uh, any kind of wallet. They do have the ability to link your Tapu Tapu with your wallet. I was never able to get that to work. That's one of the cons. Um, you know, you have the Universal app. You can scan in your park ticket and do all that kind of stuff. I was never, never able to get my credit card to link in the app to the Tapu Tapu that I had. Oh, really? Okay, I was going to ask was, you that, so if you can go cashless in the water park. And that's the plan. Right. I mean, that's, that's their whole thing. They're trying to recreate that Magic Band experience. Could not get it to work. I'm fairly tech savvy. Um, I know how to link a credit card <laughs> in an app. I know how to scan my, you know, the back of my park ticket. And the park ticket is what gets assigned to the Tapu Tapu. So... That's the other thing. You go to the water park, you have to bring your park ticket, which is a piece of paper. Uh, <laughs> That's a little problematic. So the park ticket stayed in the locker. Now, yeah. yeah, now you use the. Now, I will tell you this the lockers are very easy to use. You have your Tapu Tapu, you swipe it over their access points, which is a volcano shape, their icon. And it swirls and glows, and then it opens the door of the locker you're going to get. And you get that for the entirety of your stay, which the is really... The locker you don't chooses have to you? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. You don't have to remember your locker number. Long, long story short, it just opens for you, which is great. Um, if you lose your Tapu Tapu, however, uh, it becomes a little bit more problematic. And while I was on the Fierce River, my Tapu Tapu did come off. Luckily, no, I didn't get it back. I had to get another one, which was not a problem. Luckily, my wife was the one that procured the locker. <laughs> so that that was a little bit of an interesting experience. Um, they definitely are a lot more easy to come off of you than the Magic Bands are. But, um, so, so Volcano Bay, my first impressions are, it is a gorgeous water park. It is Typhoon Lagoon if you were to spend an additional Typhoon Lagoon's worth of budget. Or maybe it's Typhoon Lagoon if they were designing Typhoon Lagoon today. In the 21st century, ago. yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's, that's, that's better. Um, a lot of people are, you know, down on, like, the exposed rides for the slides. It really doesn't bother me. It really bothers people that are driving past it on I-4. Um, but when you're in the park, 
you kind of don't notice it, particularly if you're in the front of, of the volcano. Um, there's a pathway that leads through the volcano, and there is the god Vol that will speak to you um, and have you do things, chase chase water around the cave. It's, it's really, really well done. The pathways, um, you know how we talked about before how, um, you know, there's sand to kind of keep, you know, the, your feet. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to say cool, but it's definitely different than walking on concrete. Oh, yeah. The pathways have sprayers on one half of the pathway. So if your feet get hot, just walk over where it's wet. However, <laughs> that can lead to slipping. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so so you do have to watch your step. Uh, my dad fell a couple times. Not Nothing serious, just annoying for him um, that he fell. Uh, you know, and, and of course, everybody's like, oh, are you okay? It's like, and he's laughing. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just dumb. Uh, so that was kind of funny. But, um, you know, vault, it, like I said, the early entry, unfortunately, and again, this was all our fault, my party, because we didn't set where we would meet. We didn't have communication set up in advance. The first hour of our hour and a half um, advantage was spent not doing much of anything except trying to figure out what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> we, we phrased that as... Enjoying the ambiance and exploring the secret nooks and crannies and pathways that the park has to offer. Definitely did that. <laughs> um, if I can give you some advice from my experience, um, there are multiple places where they have the concierge. Unlike at um, other water parks, there are no towels that are free for you. You can bring your own or you can buy them there, which is what we did. Keepsake towels because that's what we do. That was always in the plan. Or you can rent them, I think, for two bucks. Um, where you rent the towels from is the same place as you rent these couple hundred dollar cabanas. And it's the same team members that are staffing them. So if you're just there to pick up a couple towels, you will be behind people that are spending five, ten minutes picking out a cabana. That's a problem. Because all you need is towels. It takes 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, but you know, there, there are multiple concierges around the park. We made the mistake of stopping at the one that was right by the entrance. So my number one piece of advice, if you go to Volcano Bay, a get there early. And if you're staying at, um, Cabana Bay, like I said, you're getting in way early. It's fantastic. Get seats near the slides. Don't get seats near the volcano. Um, while the view is great, you're not near anything. Yeah. Except the wave pool and the volcano. And some people like um, to be stationed by the wave pool, but if you're looking... And, and that's fine, but if you're there to ride the slides, and right. really this park is built around the slides, you want to get a seat over by the slides. Particularly because when you tap when you tap your tapu-tapu in to reserve a ride, you can't ride anything else. Except the two lazy rivers and the wave pool. So if your, your big thing is to make sure that you ride as many slides as possible, if you're going to be hanging out in your seat, you kind of want to be, be near the slides. Right. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Um, the other thing I'll say is there are lockers over. And basically, if you're looking at a park map of it, I'm talking about the upper right corner. Um, if it's the Magic Kingdom, you're basically going to where um, uh, I want to say the Wishing Well is. <laughs> Uh, next to Cinderella Castle, yep. or maybe maybe Mad Tea Party. It's that section of Volcano Bay. There is a bar there. And again, it's the same kind of thing. If you get the refillable Volcano Bay glasses, your first drink is $13, and everyone after that is 10 Same as Cabana Bay. 
And you could bring your cabana bay. <laughs> so you, you no, can't, you're not you bringing cannot. your cabana bay. Okay, I was just just checking. Right. Yeah. So this is Volcano Bay, and there's no top because they really don't want you to take those into the rivers, which makes yeah. sense because that's a cleanup nightmare. Absolutely. Um, but but they do make it very easy for you. It would make it easier if I had gotten my tapu tapu to work with the bill, you know, paying. But regardless, it wasn't that big a deal for me to have my credit card with me. Um. The bar is very accessible. The lockers, there's actually lockers and bathrooms back there. Um, that's where the main checkpoint is for Krakatoa, the water coaster that was closed basically the entire time that we were there. Um, you know, we, we rode a couple of the slides and then we it just got hot. So we decided we were going to go back to um, Cabana Bay and have lunch, uh, which is what we did. We went back, uh, met up with my parents who had left earlier. And then that's when we decided to head over to Islands of Adventure left to be in Hogmead for the eclipse. Um, I had glasses so everybody was able to look up directly at the crescent sun. Uh, where we were, it was about 85% occluded. So that was really neat. Um, Did you find a lot of other the, uh, the other park patrons doing this? or uh, A lot less than you'd hope. Really? Interesting. There were a lot of people just kind of glancing up at the sun quickly with their sunglasses and then looking away, which was dumb. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do not do that. You shouldn't have done it the first time. You were dumbed for trying it. Yeah, I mean, the, the closest I can come to that is I was at, I was actually in um, Tomorrowland during a space shuttle launch. And you can't, you can't see it great, but if you know where to look and what to look for, you can see it. And I swear, when it was happening, it felt like 80% of, of the land was up looking for the space shuttle. So I, I figure with the Eclipse being a much more publicized event than that launch was, uh, you would have had a lot of people looking. Yeah, well, there were a lot of people there. There definitely were a lot of people that said, let's check out the Eclipse in Hogsmeade, because how cool would that be? Yeah. There weren't a lot of people with the special glasses that they needed to be wearing. Well, those were tough to come by. <laughs> well, they weren't when you ordered them when I did in April. Yeah, I wish you had mentioned that to me back in April. So we did like, you know, that we, we did the Harry Potter attraction. We rode Flight of the Hippogriff, which is a uh, rethemed small roller coaster, um, which was a lot of fun. And, um, and uh, you know, we, we just decided to uh, head back because my dad had made reservations over at Disney Springs at Raglan Road mm. for 8.30. Sorry. Which is a great time because they have live music right. and entertainment. Um, and before that, we wanted to go to Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, which was something new for me. I told them about, they actually met up with um, a couple other people uh, when my parents went down for their anniversary trip. Um, I ratted them out on Twitter, so they, they had uh, yeah. Zen, Boxing, <laughs> Zen Boxing Man Walt went over and said hello and congratulations. I remember really that. That my was parents. funny. Yeah. Yeah, that floored my parents, uh, you know, just that I had that ability to do from New Jersey via Twitter. So uh, thanks again, Walt. Shout out. Um, but um, so we headed back. We got changed, got showered, just kind of, you know, rested, relaxed a little bit and then headed over to Disney Springs. Um, and at this point, this was the end of the Universal vacation. Um, really. But part two is next week. And cliffhanger episodes we love that is the good stuff this has been the good stuff thank you for listening to butter and bacon for 
for personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, on Twitter at AIOT Travel, or visit our website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram as Butter and Bacon Podcast, and please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. Dearest listener, it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as Bert et Bacon proudly present your outtakes. Whoa. Surprise the trip. Hang on, um, hang on. We will you, definitely you, cover you, that in the next episode. Well, yep. you, you, cut out, you cut out completely there. All right. Like I, thought you you hung, I thought you had hung up. <laughs> How much did um, you miss? You said that you you had had been five years since okay. your last full Disney trip. Um, you mentioned the one day at the Magic Kingdom, and then you went muffle muffle, and then literally blank. All right, I will say that again. Oh, Robot Polly, you're driving too fast. Wow. The uh, the <laughs> your cell service cannot keep up with so your speed. Power. Um, there are definite strategic reasons for the re for the rides that let me start that again there are different try again lord <laughs> wait for one three two uh, one are, thank you should I, start Beth Combs. should I start singing too no <laughs> <laughs> i could just like do 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 no, yeah what would, what would amy do <laughs> that's what we have to answer right what wad it does. Oh, lost you. And I want to say it's... Lost you. Maybe... You are on drunky cell phone. You are on drunky cell phone right now. Oh! I didn't understand any of that. Well, I think I switched to the cell tower that I'm looking at, so maybe that had everything to do with it. There you go. That's okay. Just respond into the Spider-Man height requirement. Okay. So we rest the the main central food court right back to the room. Hang on, hang on, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can tell Polly, you, Polly. Major yeah, Robo, major Robo Polly. Oh, this the outtakes going to be great. Yeah, they're going to be. <laughs> it's going to be all Robo Polly. <laughs> we are finding out every cell transfer tower on That's the entirety. That's hysterical. <laughs> uh, um, so go back to waking up for the day. Universal Studios first and do Diagon Alley and ride the uh, I can't think of the attraction name. This is totally getting edited out. <laughs> not very informative in the regular show. Ah, okay. <laughs> we had planned to ride all right. That's good. But um and you're gonna hear some drive through audio because I am starving and I need to get something. <laughs> <laughs> so this could make the show. <laughs> well, yeah. In the outtakes. Hi, we're gonna go. My name is Bert. 
Uh, no, I would not. Not. Thank you. Okay. Uh, can I get a number one meal, medium? What kind of drink? Uh, Coke Zero, no ice. Okay, is that it? And two McDoubles, please. Will that be everything? That's it. Thank you. Can I rush you out of here any faster? <laughs> That's that New, New Jersey uh, courtesy right there at its finest. Yes. Well, I still, you know, I'm getting a Big Mac meal and Diet Coke. Oh, that's good. Can I have a Big Mac McDLT, a quarter pounder with some cheese filet, a fish, a hamburger, a cheeseburger, a Happy Meal? Tell me you remember that commercial. Of course I do. I could keep going, but... <laughs> but, but then you. your bill's going to go up. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah, the guy's going to be looking at me like, why are you ordering more? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely making the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um... That, that morning we did Volcano Bay. I can't believe I skipped that. Um, so we were at Volcano Bay and edit in the stuff about the eclipse. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. Seeing in Hogwarts was neat. La, 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 there were a lot of people there. They should have had the glasses. Dummy, dummy, dum. Jingle bell, jingle bam.